0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Project Egg. Today, we have the great honor of speaking with Ellen Lin from Taiwan. How are you doing today, Ellen?
1: Good. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm actually, I live in Los Angeles now.
0: Well, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. So let's jump right in. What is your story?
1: What is my story? Okay, so my story is that uh, I got laid off when the economy crashed. That was back in 2009. A lot of people got laid off, so including myself. And it was really difficult to get back to the industry. So uh, I started doing e-commerce in 2011. What I did was I flew back to Taiwan. That's where I'm originally from. I spent $600. $600 only buy the first batch of products and put back in my uh, luggage and flew back to Los Angeles. I start my first e-commerce business from my garage. Uh, back at then in 2011, Amazon wasn't that big. So I start selling from eBay back that time and gradually add, I, I start adding more marketplaces including Amazon. And since 2014, I'm able to generate seven-figure every year on the revenue on my e-commerce store.
0: That's amazing. So, I really want to jump back into, uh, you know, if if that's all right with you, into your childhood. So, where, where specifically um, were you raised, and what was it like uh, for you being a child?
1: I, I like that question. Yeah. Actually, I wrote that in my book. I don't know if you can see that. in the back. Yeah, but I'll definitely uh, tell you about that. I was raised in Taiwan. I immigrated to uh, Los Angeles when I was 14. So I would say half of my childhood was in Taiwan and half of my childhood is in Los Angeles. Most people are not familiar with how uh, the Taiwanese education back then. It wasn't like... It it's not like this uh, as what we had before. We had a really disciplined, like military style education. And if we do anything bad at school, we get like uh, we got we got we just got uh, we just got hit by the, by our teachers by our parents. I know it's illegal in the United States, but everybody did that uh, when we were like that in Taiwan. So I think that's. I think that's kind of relate to the entrepreneurship in me because uh, as an entrepreneur, you gotta have to be disciplined. And uh, I think I got that from that part of education. And I also, uh, my parents were busy working so they didn't really uh, have time with me. Uh, my grandpa was the one who uh, taught me everything he, he want me to be the best. He want me to go to the best college, go to grad school, just like, you know, the Asian grandpa. So what he would do is that I have to prepare all the class material ahead of everyone. So to make sure I get good grade. And if I don't get like A plus, I'll get hit at home. That's how I grew up as a child in Taiwan. I think that's. I don't know if it's necessarily related to the entrepreneurship now, but it's definitely a little bit related to that. Just like like talk about the discipline and the desire of become, the desire of wanting to be the best.
0: It seems like, and, oh, yeah. I'm sorry.
1: No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, it seems like the this theme of discipline and, and sh- striving for excellence was very highly prioritized for you as a child um can you talk about how that has manifested itself into your business today like what does that actually look like
1: right uh but i do want to talk a little bit about before business because i think that part of the personality has built in including to my co- uh, school work because that's how I was able to get in one of the top schools in California, which is University of California, San Diego. Uh, we were taught to work really, really hard to get in those good schools. And then I went to grad school because of that. Uh, and, but the, bad, the downside of that is that whenever something that it's not... As we expected, as, as I expected, let's say I got laid off. It's a total, it's a total nightmare because, okay, I thought I already, uh, my life has already been planned. It. Like grade school, great university, grade uh, grad school, and then work in the video game industry forever stuff like that. So when things When sudden things comes like that was totally nightmare. I I couldn't handle it back then when I got layoff But gradually I still got it back and start my business because I thought it might be a turning point for me, right? but it took me like Sometimes to to to, uh, to get used to that feeling that I'm no longer Working for someone and work. I'm working for myself. So what's related into My business is that, huh? What's related to my business is that I think, um, I would, I don't want to just be average. I want to be excellent. That's the mindset I had from the childhood. And no matter how hard it is, I, I have to make it work. So I know as entrepreneurs like us, we always have a lot of different things every single day. I, I, know, I believe you know that already. Every, t- every day we enjoy this uh, roller coaster ride. But as a ch- as what I learned from childhood, we got, we can adapt that, that feeling that every day is a challenge and, we, and we, can, we can totally handle it and we'll be able to, at the end of the day, we know we'll be, we'll be fine. I think that's the that's, that answer to your question.
0: As you're growing up, what were your dreams? What were your aspirations? You mentioned a little bit about, you know, how your life was planned, um, but was that your plan? And, and like, so whose plan was that? And then, if it was different, what were your dreams?
1: Right. I I actually I planned everything myself. My plan, my dream was to become uh, art director in the video game industry. I I didn't make that, but I was able to make to a regular video game artist in a video game company. So that was my dream for the whole time before I started entrepreneurship, but I don't want to go back anymore.
0: Why video games? Why was that your dream?
1: Yeah, I I understand because it's, it's rare, right? Not many people want to make video games. That was because in high school, uh, when I was in Los Angeles, I lived with my cousins. And my cousin was playing this video game called Final Fantasy VII. It was on uh, PlayStation 2, I believe. It was a long time ago. Oh, PlayStation 1. And he was playing that. I saw that animation. The character was so realistic back then, not like, not compared with now, was so realistic. It just gave me the feeling, okay, I want to be, I want to be someone who can draw that kind of stuff. I want to be able to do a so realistic character like that, like, like Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's simple like that. So yeah, it's, and as growing up, when I grow up, I always love playing video games. So that's been my biggest passion
0: you said that the passion was video games but i believe you said that the dream was to be like an artist or or to do the to build the art or create the art for the video games why did you choose the artistic side as opposed to like the coding or the some some other aspect of that
1: right 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 uh i think it's because it's the art that's the the art from the video again, that's appealing to me, if that makes sense for you.
0: And did you have a strong propensity to draw or to paint? Like where did that, where did that love of art come from?
1: I, I don't know, it's like, it's, it's, it's a visual thing. I, growing up, I just love all the CG stuff. I love animes. I, I don't love it anymore, but before I really I really like all the CG stuff. But I don't have any, I don't have any awesome drawing ability. So when I was in the artist field, I had a really difficult time to achieve what I need to do. So maybe that's a good thing I gave that that, that path.
0: So um, t- take us through your high school experience as you're going into college. So you're striving for excellence. There's a lot of discipline. You just moved over when you were 14, so you're probably getting acclimated to this new space. Like, What was that like for you?
1: What was it like? I didn't want to be in the United States because my friends were in Taiwan. But thinking back, I think that was the best decision that my parents made. Otherwise, I probably won't be... Otherwise, I probably won't be an entrepreneur like this today because the, the, the environment, to be honest with you, the environment is totally different. The reason I start e-commerce, uh, when I got laid off, it was because they were, several of my friends were doing e-commerce and if I was in Taiwan, I wouldn't have that environment and I probably wouldn't get laid off either.
0: So- as you are then going into college how did you choose and i believe you said you went to ucsd yes. how did how did you choose that university and what specifically did you pursue while you were there
1: right uh yeah why did i choose that because i actually only applied to a few schools Every, all the asian parents want their kid to go to uh, University of California, then by living in Los Angeles. So uh, the I think I only applied for Berkeley, UCLA, uh, San Diego, Irvine, Davis. No, you know those top schools. And then it happens to be UCSD is the the best school that I applied among all the schools applied. So I just got, I got in, so I went in there. But when I uh, when I started school, I actually had a major of Double E, Electronic Engineering. I didn't choose that. It was my dad because he didn't understand my passion. So he thought this is a great path for you to be at. So that's why I choose that. And at the first year of college, it was really difficult for me because I don't understand anything. I had to rely on my classmates to complete the assignment, the project. So I just changed my major at the second year. And it was, I was lucky that they had this new major in UCSD that they call Interdisciplinary Computing and the Arts, basically computer arts, which is related to what I want to accomplish. So I just pursued that major on the second year.
0: Take, take us through the, the chronology of college. Like, what, what was your. What, what was your day filled with? Like, were you studying most of the time or hanging out with your friends? Like, what were you really doing during that time?
1: Right. I actually was, I, I, okay, let's do that. Let's say this. I was actually a party animal before sophomore year. <laughs> I would, even though I, I, I stay at the dorm in San Diego, I would just drop, took me, well, I would just, drove two hours to drive to Hollywood just to go to a party during freshman year. But uh, on the second year, my roommate told me this thing. So he, she said, uh, hey, do you want to go to Japan as an as exchange student? But the requirement for this is you have to have the GPA of 3.0, which I didn't have at that time. So then when she said that, that becomes my ultimate goal in college, because Japan is the is the birthplace of all the animation and stuff, right? So definitely, I I would want to go to learn all that stuff. Uh, so I work really really hard since sophomore year. I took like four classes, like five classes, and always always study, always work, always yeah, always study, and that's that's that that, that that's how I feel after sophomore. So I think I have pretty. I didn't really play much after that, so yeah, it was really, really difficult. Plus, as a, since my English is not since English is not my first language, I really had a difficult time uh, studying in San Diego. But yeah, I managed to handle it. I graduated.
0: Now I know there's a pretty big ongoing debate about whether entrepreneurs should go to college whether they should not go to college Um, and it seems like you you didn't really take a traditional path it seems like and and I'd love to explore that a little bit later Um, but you know you didn't really you didn't drop out of school to go to to start a business or or have this burning desire to start a business from when you were really young Um, so from your perspective having a very interesting perspective um, what is your position on whether aspiring entrepreneurs or or just people in general should go straight into college right after high school?
1: Right. I can answer that. So the reason why I didn't drop out of college is because I didn't want to become an entrepreneur back then. I never thought I would become an entrepreneur until it happened, which was at the age of 29. So... If people, like young people are, uh, it depends on whether if they want to become an entrepreneur, because some people don't, wouldn't know that would become an entrepreneur later on. If they didn't know and they need to explore, uh, so I would suggest them to go to college to explore more. And most importantly, to get connections, to get to, more know, to, get to know more people. But if, if, only if, you already know that you want to start a business, you want to become an entrepreneur, then go ahead and drop out college and see how it, how it goes. If it doesn't work out, go back to college.
0: I think that's a great idea of just yeah. try it. See what yeah. happens because you can always, you can always go back. But if you don't, then you might regret not trying later on. Exactly. So... Now, in your chronology, we're we're right at the end of college. Can you talk about what you were thinking as you then made that journey into grad school? Like, were you always going to go to grad school? Or or how did you come to that decision? And what was grad school like for you?
1: I went to grad school only because my grandpa wished me to go to grad school before he passed away. So I want to achieve that. But after... Actually, I didn't go to a traditional grad school where I had to go to campus. I went to the online version. And it took me two and a half years to finish the degree. I regret it. I feel like it's waste of time and money. No offense if you went to grad school. <laughs> it's just for me, I feel like waste my time and money. But, but I have something to add. Yeah. <laughs> my suggestion for young people is, Uh, if you want to decide if you want to go to grad school or not, the determining factor is that if your career path requires you to have a grad school degree, such as doctors or chiropractor and anything like that, then go for it because that's going to help your career. But if your career path is to become an artist like me, which you need to you need to build your portfolio not to go to grad school then don't go and if you want to know if you, you already know that you want to become an entrepreneur then definitely don't go to grad school
0: <laughs> again i think i think that's really great advice of really be sure where you want to go and make that decision and then you know pursue where it's appropriate once you left grad school did you immediately get a job and can you talk about, can you talk about your journey after you left grad school?
1: Uh, right. My, uh, actually I got the job before I graduated from the grad school. Cause I, I started my first job right after, right after I graduated from college. And then I was going to make a switch to a different uh, to different company when I about to graduate from the grad school. so I don't know if that grad school really helped me or not. I got the job I want before I graduate.
0: so can you can you talk about the different types of jobs that you had leading up to? When you got laid off, and and what you learned, what skills you developed by being in those?
1: Oh, are you talking about after I got laid off?
0: Before, before you got laid off.
1: Before I got laid off. So talk about different jobs I had after I graduated. Okay, the first the first job I landed was uh, at EA Games. I was uh, on QA. That was a video game tester. Cause that's the simplest thing you can got into a video game industry. Otherwise it, it's really hard. And back then, I don't have, I didn't have any portfolio. So I started there, spent two years at EA and then during that two years, I built up my portfolio by going to the grad school, which didn't really help. <laughs> I actually went to another, uh, three, uh, another school in Hollywood for three months. That school really helped me to prepare my portfolio. So I had that portfolio and used that to apply for another video game company. They have the position I want, which is building the art, 3D artist. So I just applied for it, and I got that job. And then I spent two years in that artist job, and I I got laid off. And I never went back to that industry.
0: Once you got laid off, what did that do to your mindset? Because it seems like you had this very, very clear path of where you wanted to go, or, or at least a very clear idea of where you wanted to go and what you wanted to be doing. But once you got laid off, how, how did you feel? What were you thinking? Like How did that change everything in your mind?
1: To be honest, I was very lost. That was the the worst time ever in my life because I had no direction. Everything went out the way I planned it. So, and then I started business two years after I got laid off. So for the two years in between that, I was just living. I didn't have any passion.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And in that in those two years, like what were you doing? How would you spend your your time? How would you spend your days?
1: Right, I had a I I had another job where I was a, a art instructor in a private school, but it's only a weekend job, so I only spend like a one day or two day, and then yeah, it was was pretty much it. And the rest of the days, I just go out, hang out, went out a lot.
0: What was that turning point of when you said, okay, I want to start a business, and now's the time for me to start?
1: Because um, my dad's company was in a bad shape after the economy crash as well. He wants me to help him, so I did, but I didn't have any passion helping on his business. So uh and then the business was uh was about to file bankruptcy. So but the turning point was he thought it would be a great opportunity to do e-commerce for both of us. Cause apparently he doesn't have any skill set in a computer, but I have so he said, hey, can you just start this company <laughs> together? Otherwise, we're probably going to be, you know, starve on the street or anything like that. So I started a company. And then it, it just went from there. Since I started a company, so I had the responsibility I have to make it good, that's a turning point. I have the fully responsibility to take care of this company, which he gave it to me. So, yeah, that I think that's a turning point. Once you become an entrepreneur, your personality will change completely
0: can you talk about that personality change what did that look like specifically for you
1: <laughs> right so uh, regularly if I was uh, in another, another person's company like I was in the video game industry I would just clock in clock out I don't put like 100% of my effort you know <laughs> Of course, I enjoy some part of the work, but not everything. I have to stay late just because other people didn't finish their job, and I didn't have nothing to do. So it's just like, I feel like sometimes it's, like it's killing time, it just kills time at work, wait for that time, and then drive back. Oh, I have to commute as well. Uh, I have to commute one hour, just one uh, one way. So that's two hours every day, and I didn't like that. I feel it's just like just getting the paycheck mindset. But once you become an entrepreneur, you want the best for your company because you know it has a potential to make a lot of money. And if you put more effort, you will make more money. But we didn't get that. I didn't get that when I was working at the video game industry since the pay is always the same no matter how hard I work.
0: Once you took over the company, what were the steps that you took in order to start building it and to start growing?
1: Right. Actually, I didn't take took over any company. We start a new company from scratch. Yeah. What was the question again?
0: What were the steps, and I apologize for, for the miswording there, um, but what steps did you take in order to grow the business?
1: What steps? Okay, yeah. The first step is to uh, get products from Asia. I told you about that, and then I are you talking about e-commerce in particular, or just general speaking to any business?
0: Well, I'm I'm just talking about what steps you took because it was it seems like it would have been your first business. Yes. And, and so it, to me, it's very interesting to really dive down and drill down into. How did you actually grow it? Like, what were the th- what were the things that you did that actually pushed the needle?
1: Right. Yeah. The the secret sauce here is I sold niche products. I not like other people that are trying to sell like popular product like apparels and shoes that with high demand. I sell low demand products. Which I'm not I'm not gonna tell you what product I'm selling because it's really niche and I, there's a lot of people who want to copy my store and products. So that's what I have been focused for all the years. That's the secret sauce for me.
0: And so as you're growing your your business, what else is happening? Because it seems like now you're expanding and you have an empire that you're building. So how did you start to expand and what did that really look like?
1: Right. Uh, it was difficult to expand at the beginning because... Uh, even though I had experience managing people, but it becomes different when it's your business. Because I managed people, uh, I managed Game Tester when I was in EA Games, but it's totally a completely different story when you have your own company. It was really difficult for me to understand what the employees want and what do I need to do better to give them, to make them stay. So that was the hardest lesson, but gradually... I found out you just have to keep hiring and firing, hiring and firing until you get the right person, the right people. That's the process. And now I think for me, I have a really perfect team that's running the whole business, so I don't have to worry about it. if they, I don't, I don't really go to office that much. If they need me, they just call me, and then I'll tell the tell them the answer right away. So. Uh, again, the key here is to have really good people on your team and treat them well.
0: So we talked a lot about your past. Can you tell us now the things that right now you're focusing on?
1: Right. So uh, like I mentioned, the com- my e-commerce company is stable and it's growing gradual. It's growing every year. So I'm starting, I started a new coaching business in 2015. Uh it's called Ellen Pro. I coach I start coaching people how to do what I do, how to find product, how to sell on Amazon, how to sell on eBay, how to make money online, pretty much. And that's been my uh focus for the past few years because it's a completely new industry for me when I started. But now I, I think I know what's going on. But it's, it's always difficult to um, you know it's always difficult to run multiple businesses at the same time but but yeah I'm, I'm I'm getting there so that's been my focus and I oh because of that because of that I also became a speaker I don't know if you saw my picture I just went to speak on TEDx event last week in Indiana speaking would probably be my focus. This year in 2019, because that was my biggest fear uh, when I first started this coaching business. But I overcame it and I wanted to practice more.
0: What inspired you to get into coaching? Because it seems like with with e-commerce, it seems like the focus was find the right products and then... Strategically pick distribution channels to get it out there. Seems like that's kind of cut and dry. Expanding into coaching, it's a whole another ball game because you're teaching other people, you're building a, a bigger team. There's a, a lot of different facets to it, and you're sharing with people your secrets the the secrets that have made you so successful. So, what really inspired you to get into the coaching and the speaking and and that whole? Side of the business.
1: Right, right. So before I started coaching business, I was reading a lot of entrepreneurial books about how to uh take my business to the next level. And there was a few books I I, I read. One of them is by Jack and Phil, uh the guy from the chicken soup series. And here's what he wrote in the book. He said, if you want to take your business to the next level, you gotta teach people what you know. That's the first signal from, and then when I read it, I didn't think about anything. I was like, okay. And then there was a second book I read. It's talking about the same thing. If you want to take your business to the next level, you got to teach people. I was like, okay. And then um, I started seeing the Facebook ad on Facebook talking about did you know that online coaching is big and here's how I can teach you how to build your uh, online coaching class, blah, blah, blah. So I just bought that class, bought the online course right away and learned how to do the online coaching. So that's how everything got
0: started. So you talked about reading different books to grow your business and, and taking a course. Um, it's a, I have a two part question, but the first part is, What books would you recommend for entrepreneurs? Like, What are your favorite books that have been the most impactful to help you grow?
1: Right. Uh, This book is not necessary only for entrepreneurs, but my all-time favorite that changed my life is actually The Secret by Rhonda Byrne that came out like 2008 or something like that. That's the turning point of me switching my mindset to a more positive person. And the second book, the second book, I would say, uh, let me see, huh? Uh, also, a lot of entrepreneurs' biography, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg. Those, so you will learn that by learning from other people's stories, you will know those awesome people. They all had their own struggles, so you would you'll be able to uh, re- relate to yourself it's it is supposed to be it's supposed to be hard running business and you are running it and you are you're doing great so keep doing keep going and don't give up that kind of stuff
0: i love what you just said by about learning the stories of other people and, and discovering their stories and hearing their struggles because that's the whole point of this show. I mean, that is the essence of the show, and you, did, you put that so beautifully, so that, that really resonates with me so much. Um, so, so you talked about books, um, and then how about courses? Like, would you prefer a course over a book? Like, how, how do you like, rank them in terms of uh, learning, and learning a new skill, or, or taking yourself to the next level?
1: Right. So, yes, I have a really great answer for you. If you want to develop your mindset, strengthen your mindset, go with the book. If you want to develop a particular skill, whether it's e-commerce or it's trying to get your Facebook marketing agency company or simply just want to learn how to uh, write better email, email newsletter, go for the course. So if it's skill set, particular skill set, go with the course. If it's mindset, go with the books. But you need both as an entrepreneur.
0: When you're figuring out which course to take or which book to read, how do you go about uh, making that decision? Because when, when you are opening yourself up and opening your mind up to receiving new information, in some way you're intellectually vulnerable. So how do you make sure – that you're choosing the right source of information
1: I just try everything <laughs> I don't I yeah I didn't know how to decide that I would I wouldn't know until I really start taking a class or start reading the book and I will figure out yeah I'll figure yeah
0: so you have your coaching business you have your ecom business you're speaking you're doing all these incredible things just gave a, a TED talk last week. Um, so, congratulations on that. Thank you so um, much. What does the future hold for you? I mean, what do, where do you see yourself in 5, 10, 20, 50 years from now?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. I actually thought about that last night. What do I want to do in the future? Definitely scaling up my e commerce business and also my. Coaching business as well, and I also want to get into real estate investing this year So yeah, that's that's what I'm seeing. now. Yeah
0: Why did you decide real estate?
1: Uh, because it's a traditional uh, It's a traditional passive income And I just happened to read some books about the real estate uh Investing, and I have some also have some friends who are starting as well.
0: So, in in all the things that you've been talking about, um, it seems like when you've set your mind to a goal, um, you you're able to achieve it, right? And and maybe you know maybe there I'm sure there's always room to grow and always room to get better. But when you've set your mind to something, you've pretty much gotten it, right? Yeah what, what would you say is the reason for that like how are you able to execute so successfully
1: It is from the book the secret it's law of attraction <laughs> Do you want me to explain more about that or you you know you, yeah
0: Please yeah please do
1: Yeah so um I've been practicing law of attraction for more than 10 years and I I think I finally mastered it after so many years you just have to keep have a very positive mindset and understand that anything that you wish for it will become true if you work for it. That's it that's it. that's all I matter that's a, yeah that's everything
0: <laughs> It seems like for person to person business owner to business owner whatever whatever we're creating in our minds it looks different than what everybody else is creating in their minds, right? And, and so we, we create our own thing, we, we create something new and, and unique and different. What would you say is your gift, right, what would you say is your gift that you've developed over time and has allowed you to create this this beautiful thing that, that you have created, and you know, the all-inclusive thing? what would be like your superpower your gift your your the thing that you're the best at that has allowed you to do that
1: discipline i would say discipline yes
0: so this so discipline seems like a maybe like a skill or, or a trait do you think there are any other skills that you've really relied on to help you get to where you are now
1: Right, I, I I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's I I think I uh, I think there's a there's a um it's not really a gift, but I think because I am familiar with computers and stuff that really helps me to build my e-commerce company because I know a little bit of HTML code for editing the website and I know how to use photoshop that's all I learned all that when I was an artist and I take I took that stuff into my uh into my business so it def it helps yeah
0: we've been talking a lot about business and, and your professional journey and going through school and going through work and starting your business um but can you talk a little bit about um your the the your personal life you know like what what does um, your personal life look like as, you, as you've been on this incredible journey?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I love traveling. That's been a very important part of my life. Whenever there's a the new destination, I just go travel, travel with friends, with family uh, all the time. But sometimes I get tired because too much traveling, and I just stay home and cook healthy and then i i go to the gym a lot i work out a lot so that's my that's pretty much my daily life and still yeah i hang out with friends sometimes just yeah just like any other people who say that
0: what have been some of your favorite places that you've traveled to and, and maybe you could share a few of those experiences when you went
1: yeah, absolutely. I enjoy uh, Japan a lot. I, I, I went to study abroad in Japan and I still go to Japan like every couple of years. It's because the place is just interesting, and exciting. Yeah. And I like the hot spring they have. I love it. It's very relaxing. The other the other place I, I love is... Uh, Iceland, but it's not necessary. I love so much. I want to go back again. It's because of the the mother nature thing I saw. I went to the um, ice ice. Wait, what is it again? Uh, okay. The what is the thing? Okay, I forgot what is what it's called. But yeah, the ice thing on Iceland was really amazing. That was the best thing I ever saw in front of my eye. The yeah, the mother Nature thing is just amazing. yeah, so yeah, I don't know how to describe it.
0: <laughs> so when when I think about some of the the greatest movers and shifters in the history of humankind, it seems to me like one recurring theme is that they wow. all have a theory. They have a, a theory that you know they test and they refine over time. Wow what is your theory um, and maybe you could elaborate on on what it is in, in your position
1: what is my theory okay that's a very good question uh what is my theory that's a very broad question I just have this theory that it's related to law of attraction if you want anything you have to believe you will be able to achieve it, and work hard for it, and it will happen. Like, does that answer your question?
0: Yeah is is that like how have you how have you tested that? Like, why has that specific theory? Why did that stand out to you among all other things?
1: Because we were just talking about it. Oh yeah, I've just thought about another theory that I have because it's so important in the business world especially in the coaching world is that have to be authentic like no no cheating customers no cheating anyone don't fake anything that's so important that a lot of many people cannot do in this industry because it's so lucrative so that's my that's my theory that's the line that I would not Cross. I will never fake anything. I will never deceive anyone. Just want to be an honest business person.
0: One of the one of the keys of this show, and one of the things that, um, you know, I, I'm incredibly interested in, and in, you know, some might say obsessed with with the idea, um, is understanding truly what it means to connect with another human being, right? In in a very meaningful, a very deep way. So what is your philosophy on connecting with another human being in a very meaningful way, in a very deep way?
1: Okay. That's a tough question for me because I'm kind of like anti-social person. <laughs> so I don't, I think I can answer that question. Uh, but whenever that happens, when I am talking to someone, I think what we had was pretty deep, because you got a lot out from me, and I am able to share a lot of questions. I honestly with you, to be honest with you, I've been on a lot of podcasts, YouTube interview, but this one, yours is the like it's it's great. It's the deepest I ever been to, and. Yeah, it really got a lot out of me that I never thought of that I can share with the world. I didn't think it would be valuable, but it is valuable. <laughs> well,
0: I, I appreciate you uh, not only saying that, but I appreciate you sharing that because I think it takes a lot of courage to share um, the the deep things that, that we have inside. Uh, yeah. And s- speaking of courage, kind of on the flip side of that, um, what are you the most afraid of?
1: Height? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> um you know one one of the things that that I'm most afraid of is being not to be morbid but but being on my deathbed and looking back and thinking i wish I had more time um I mean do you do you have any of those you know deep existential fears or or um, does that really, does that stuff bother you at all? Like, what what are your thoughts on that?
1: It doesn't bother me at all, but, uh, whenever I was about to, uh, make a speech on the stage, I always thought I hated speaking the most. It's my biggest fear, but once I got over it and I thought it was okay.
0: And then only the heights were left.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's great. So, um, uh, one, one of the other things I'm very interested in is work-life balance right because it seems like there's almost two there's almost two different types of, of entrepreneurs right there's the work-life balance entrepreneur who's more lifestyle focused and you know I wanna I wanna work to live and I don't wanna spend 15 hours a day working on my business I just wanna live my lifestyle, live the lifestyle that I want. And then on the other side, there's the, like the building a huge business, a startup entrepreneur that wants to build a massive organization and go public and make hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars. So what does work-life balance mean to you?
1: Right. Uh, I am more towards the lifestyle side, but if you're just starting out, you have to hustle a lot. That's for, that's no doubt. You got to do that. So it's, it's really the time frame. You have to spend a lot of time on your business. If you're just starting out and once it's steady and you can delegate a lot of things to other people, and then you can start focus on your work, uh, your, your, your lifestyle more. I didn't, I didn't understand about this until I think a few years ago. I don't, I, I, I don't remember what happened, but that's the, that's the time frame I decided, okay, I need to focus on more of the lifestyle part.
0: Do you feel like there was a material shift in your productivity when you did start to recognize the importance of lifestyle to you? Maybe
1: it's just I'm getting old. <laughs> I don't feel like working too much. Maybe that's why. Yeah.
0: Well, I appreciate you taking the time to, to come on the interview, uh, especially <laughs> given, given the, the last answer. Um, and, you know, I, I do have a few more questions for you and I, I'm very appreciative of the time that we've been able to spend together. I feel like everybody has a different opinion of wealth or a different uh, definition of wealth. So what does wealth to you? What does wealth mean? What what is the definition of wealth?
1: Right, right, right. So wealth to me is that uh time and financial freedom. And to be more detailed on that, time freedom is that okay, let's say if I want to go to somewhere, travel, I can do it like tomorrow or next week. That's time freedom. And financial freedom is when I am buying something. Nothing like nothing too crazy. I don't have to worry about the price point. Let's say if you're going to the, uh, buying a flight ticket or anything, you will be able to buy the business class because you want to have more comfort and without worrying about, okay, oh my God, this is too much money. Yeah. Or let's say we want to buy a car, you can choose the one you want without really worrying about how much does it cost.
0: So again, I appreciate all the time that, that you know we've, we've been able to spend on this interview and, and I'm so grateful to have been able to meet you and, and to speak with you. Um, I do have two more questions for you um, and then, uh, then then we'll wrap up. Um, the first question is, is there anything about yourself? that you think is an important part of who you are that I did not ask you about today? In other words, what did I miss?
1: I think you got everything. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> you asked really good questions.
0: Thank you very much. Um, and, and so the last question, and this is a little bit of a selfish question, so um, I appreciate if you, uh, if you would uh, humor me for a second. Um, so I'm 24, You know, I have, I have the show, I have a couple other businesses, um, and entrepreneurship is my, is my life. What question should I be asking you that I wouldn't think to ask?
1: Oh, that's a tough question. So basically, it's just a question for myself when I was at your age. Uh, let's see. It wouldn't be a question. That would be just an idea or a concept or a mindset that's in your mind. If you feel like you want to do something, go for it. That would be my suggestion for 24 years. old. Because I'm, I'm 37 this year. I don't know if you can tell. I know I look young. But, yeah, it's been a really long time since I was at your age. So, yeah, if you want to try something, go for it.
0: Well, Ellen, I want to thank you so much for being on the interview. It has been an absolute pleasure, and uh, and I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. And to everybody who's listening, I want to thank y'all. There's there's my Southern coming out. I want to thank y'all so much um, for supporting the show and and for uh, watching or listening to the show. Y'all are the reason that we do this, and I love you guys so much. So thank you so much for listening. Ellen, you want to wrap us up?
1: Yeah no problem it's a pleasure to be here i, I love i love this interview thank you guys thanks guys
0: all right everybody this has been the uh, project dig interview where we help you build a business create your dream life so that we can build a better world together have a great day